0: When a seasoned sports fan teams up with a millennial, opinions may vary, but the debates assuredly won't disappoint. Check your sources. It's new report, old report. Here's your hosts, John Lund and Al Renato. Yes, indeed. Hello, everyone. I'm John Lund alongside Al Renato, a.k.a. The Great Al from White Plains, and this is the New Report, Old Report, here on Monday, July 2nd, 2018, from 8 to 9 Eastern Time, live on Sports Radio America. If you missed this live show on Monday nights, you can catch the replay on Tuesday night, also at 8 Eastern, or find the show as bonus content under the Bridge Sports Podcast, found on iTunes or LondonBridge.com. This week LeBron takes his talents to the Los Angeles Lakers just hours before this recording more NBA free agency recaps from opening weekend as other big names stay put what the king to LA means to the Lakers and what all those moves mean for the association check your sources we're off now what would be the odds that that was happening again that that wasn't a new report was that a new report or an old report That's what I'm asking. Is it a new report or an old report? Is that a new report? We don't know. Well, Al, we are mere hours removed from one of the biggest announcements really in NBA history with LeBron James decision part two, three, whatever you like to refer to this particular one, deciding to take his talents to Los Angeles we are both Los Angeles Lakers fans. I think we have similar and different opinions on this decision, but we'll just get right down to it since this is fresh and since this will really carry the NBA news well into the regular season. LeBron James, a Los Angeles Laker. Immediate thoughts when you were finding this news out?
1: I uh, Surprised. Very surprised. I had thought pretty much for the duration of all of this, that he was going to stay in Cleveland. Um, As you know, I have been a LeBron basher for a number of years, not because it's anything against his incredible skills and talents and athleticism, uh, more against his heart, his uh, style, his series of melodramas and excuses where it always seems to have come down to it being either somebody else's fault or I don't have enough around me, or there's always a reason for failure that it has nothing to do with me. Um, and I was now of the belief that he would not go unless he knew someone was going with him. Now, we don't know that that's the case yet. So my mindset was he doesn't have the guts to do it. Same old LeBron, doesn't have the heart to do it doesn't have the soul to do it. So I was all the more buoyed in that thought when Paul George's announcement came out that he was staying in Oklahoma City because I got them both wrong. Uh, despite the rumors that he was going to stay, I still thought Paul George was going to come to L.A. Uh, and I thought he was going to be the one that they were going to rebuild around with patience and then see what route they were going to take after that in the coming years and the rest of the free agency. Well, I was wrong on both fronts. Paul George stays home. LeBron comes without anyone, at least so far. And I certainly hope he's not coming because Boogie Cousins is coming, because that would be a nightmare in my mind. Uh so I am surprised. Uh I don't know what's gonna follow in the next few days and weeks of free agency. I'm almost hoping that it's nothing. Uh because I firmly I'm uh, of, of, of the belief that the Lakers have enough of a young base that uh, Magic should, can and should be true to his word where he preached patience and that they should stay patient. And now, since they've managed to bring LeBron aboard without anyone else, they are in the catbird seat, where players should be coming to them versus them having to go out and get players.
0: Yeah, it's interesting with this group. I enjoyed watching them play last year. I thought as the season went on... <laughs>
1: At times.
0: They At they, times. they started to gel a little bit better than they had in years past, and I think injuries hurt that, where we didn't get to see maybe what they would be capable of or what our projections of the future would be just because they weren't necessarily... Always able to play together.
1: Let let me let me ask you a quick question, and then you can you can proceed as as a young guy uh, who's been a Laker fan for a long time, and you know I've been a Laker fan for upwards of fifty years. But we haven't discussed this topic, and then you go back into the personal. But real quickly, you don't have to give me a long, winded answer. But what do you think of the coach? You like the coach?
0: I do, I do. I liked the hire in the first part of it, just because of his resume and the mindset of sometimes you find the best coaches in the players that don't necessarily have the biggest impact as a player, if that makes sense. Similar to a bullpen catcher or a backup catcher in major league baseball becoming a great manager who didn't necessarily have these great power numbers or this incredible impact with the team. Somebody that is just able to see the game a little bit differently. I thought his approach of seemingly being a laid back type of person, not as laid back as Phil Jackson probably was during his tenure with the Lakers, but it seemed like he was young enough to still be able to connect with such young players that wore on the Lakers and currently are, and that he would be calm enough to go along with the downs because there have been many downs, a little bit of ups, but more so downs, and ride the storm out. I was hopeful that they would allow Luke Walton to ride the storm out. Seemingly, he's going to be all right with that. Now it opens up a complete different set of circumstances for him where you go from, let me see if I could build this team into something to probably playing second fiddle to LeBron James, I would think.
1: Well, first of all, let's remember, ironic as it may be, that um, he was a Laker draft pick in the same draft that the Cavs selected LeBron James.
0: That is right. How about that? (laughs) And
1: he did win multiple championships as a Laker as a pretty important, granted a supporting cast member, but as a pretty important member of Laker championship teams. Obviously, he's cut from great stock and he has great experience in being on the bench with Steve Kerr and coaching many of those players in regular season games when Steve Kerr wasn't able to do so because of his health issues.
0: And he has a better record, I believe, percentage-wise than Steve Kerr does when he was able to take those reins.
1: As a warrior coach. Right. (laughs) Not overall. Right, right. (laughs) So I agree with you. I like the hire when they made it. I like the fact that they have stood by him. And allowed him to deal with these kids and uh, watch them grow and cause they're going to have growing pains. There's no doubt about it, but I, I think this is the right guy for the job. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, the thing that is going to be really interesting for me is now de- how, how does he deal with his, not, not just his first, but you know, the super duper Star, such as, such as his superstar, his first superstar. It's the superstar. How does he deal with him uh, and, and deal with that? Um, it, it's going to be I- incredibly interesting. I'm excited. Uh, as a Laker fan, I'm, I'm a, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword for me because you know, always is a Kobe Bryant guy and never wanting LeBron to get as many rings uh, as Kobe. That's the great conundrum now. So, um, And my next question to you is, um, uh, in regard to the young talent, I I love Randall. I think Randall is a crucial guy to bring back as a restricted free agent. I'm curious on your thoughts on that front.
0: I think he's grown into a fantastic player. I think he was pretty decent in college, like somebody who I at least remembered, which... As somebody that watches a lot of college basketball, but is terrible with names, it's nice to be able to at least know that he went to Kentucky and I can remember watching him play. So in that book, for me, he's high up just because of that reasoning. But he's really continued to develop. He's worked on some things and he's he's really become, I don't want to say a star, but he's been one of the main pieces and players as a Los Angeles Laker. He's one of the guys. And it was going to be interesting to watch him develop into becoming one of the bigger guys as the years went forward. It's interesting with him because he's always seemingly on the trading block or a player that is always thrown out when it comes to trades. Or will they keep him? Will they move him? What is his role going to be? I, I don't know if he's okay with that where he can push it into the back of his mind in a sense and it's not going to affect his play or his relationship with the team. And I don't think it has up to this point. When your name is in the media for not the best reasons all the time, if you're a younger player, it might be like, well, do they really want me around? Like, why am I wasting my time? But I really think that he would be an important piece to keep. Really, there's not uh, too many of the players that I would be thrilled with for them to get rid of. And that's going to bring up a lot of different questions that will be answered in the next upcoming days and weeks is are they going to reach for another player who's not going to sign with them but needs to be traded for? And then who are they going to trade for when it comes to that player? And we've heard rumors that they're not going to get rid of Brandon Ingram. They're not going to get rid of Randall or this particular team doesn't want Lonzo Ball. I don't know if they have to just get rid of everybody in a sense to get who they would want. But I wouldn't mind if these players stuck around. I really wouldn't.
1: Yeah, because here's my mindset on that. You know, and I spoke to Frank Isol about this. And I was doing it through the Paul George signing. But it, it's pretty much the same scenario here. I mean you have brought in just you know, the 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 be- the biggest star of stars and, and then the best player of players, you know, instead of Paul George. My mindset was still You bring in the one, and you just look to – he said, well, you look at the Celtics as the man. I said, Frank, you don't even have to look at the – just look to the north. I mean, did did you in your wildest dreams ever think that Steph Curry, okay, the the baby-faced assassin who took his team to the Elite Eight, along with Michael Thompson's son, which is – most people know him. As and for quite a while out of Washington State and a second round draft pick out of Michigan State, were going to be the three focal points to what has become a mini dynasty. Who would have thought that? Right. They built it through the draft. They let them develop and then they won a championship and then they won. okay, a record. Tying amount of games during the regular season lost in the finals and then they went out and made their free agent sign. Well, the difference between them and the Lakers is that all those guys that they drafted came to them with much more experience. Those guys all had at least three years, correct me if I'm wrong, experience in the NCAA uh, and, and did not leave as as one and dones. Whereas all three, if you want to count D'Angelo Russell, now since gone, all four of the Laker high-round picks, Randall, okay, uh, then Russell Ingram and ball all left after a year. So they're babies. And, and remember Randall's first year, he didn't play. He got it in the first game of the year. Randall's the oldest one of this bunch. And he's 24. They're all still babies. They're the same age that the golden state crew was after like their second or third year in the league. And now they've all got like, you know, four, three, two years in the league. So my mindset was let them grow together. With, in this case, now, LeBron versus Paul George. And then next year, when you have more free agents, you are the power broker. You can do whatever you want. You can go, because you're still going to have cap space. There's going to be more free agents out there. You're going to have a handle on what these kids are to an even greater degree. And the disgruntled one in San Antonio is going to be a free agent no matter what. And you're going to know whether or not he's healthy. Because you cannot make a multiplayer deal for a guy if you do not know he is fully healthy. And right now, you just don't know that.
0: Do you think that, as coveted reportedly as Kawhi Leonard is to Los Angeles, that they might be more apt to jump the gun and trade for him after seeing what happened with Paul George, someone that they could have potentially traded for, but assumed because of what he said in the past that he wanted to play with Los Angeles, his childhood team, that they would most likely get him when he became a free agent. But Saturday night, we find out that he's going to stay in Oklahoma City and play with Russell Westbrook and whoever else they can get alongside of them. Do you think that they might fear that they'll lose Kawhi if they let him go to another team for this year and then have the Paul George treatment happen where he feels at home and decides, well, I'll just stay with X team, whatever that one might be. Or are they comfortable with, as you said, just waiting out another year? It wouldn't be the first time that they've done this. And just pursuing him next year, see how his health is, and put the brakes on it for now so they don't affect the young core that they have because I would think they would have to break it up Incredibly so in order to get Kawhi.
1: First of all, I don't think you can operate out of any fear whatsoever because you've just gotten the guy. So you've proved to the NBA that you can get the big fish again. 22 years ago, they got the biggest fish of them all, literally. Okay, when Shaq came a-calling. And remember what Shaq left. Shaq left a wonderful team. Shaq left a team that I thought was going to win championships for years to come with Horace Grant. Right. And Dennis Scott, and the great—and I mean great—at that point in time, Penny Hardaway, Penny Hardaway was the second-best player in the NBA. He was healthy, he was young, and he was a, a, a approaching. Remember, Michael Jordan was just had just come back, and they beat him um, in six. And they had a chance to take over the East if they kept that group together. And Shaq left. And obviously, we know what happened to Orlando after that. They were never the same after the Nick Anderson missed four free throws in the last 15 seconds of Game One against Houston. And you know the Lakers won three consecutive rings with the biggest free agent of all of them. And now they got the biggest free agent again. And things have a way of coming around. And now it looks like it may be time again for this next Laker run with this group as you said i i don't think greg popovich is, is going to trade him to the lakers unless he breaks the bank and i still don't think he's going to trade him to the lakers you know it, it, it would for them to for him to trade the lakers he's got to get at least two or three of that group with multiple first round picks um and i i, I just don't see it happening. i see a much more uh feasible scenario of him going to either philly or Boston, and that means he's in the East. And if he's in the East, that means you only got to play him in the finals. And so, and that's if you don't get him when he becomes a free agent. Want to trade him in the East? Trade him in the East. Go ahead. There's more going to be more free agents out there next year. I love what I've got, and who knows what I'm going to get. And remember, the door still. There's more free agents. I don't want Boogie Cousins, but I'll tell you, a guy that wouldn't be a bad fit if they bring Randall back, which I hope they do. You, know, you'd space, you, you like to space the floor with shooters around LeBron. JJ Redick's out there now, maybe too expensive. But you put another three point shooter like that around LeBron and open up the floor in this new NBA, that's another possibility. Um, But I I, I think that the Lakers now have to take the position of operating from one of strength versus weakness. You know, they struck out the last couple of years, people were laughing when no one was coming. Okay. Uh, There's no big press conference, there's no big. Uh, announcement that's going to be a sit down and uh, anybody at the dais. uh, This is it. No public appearance, no nothing. Uh, It's not like the prior LeBron parades shows uh, summers of LeBron. This one's over and it's done with. He's a Laker. And, you know, for us Laker fans, uh, it probably came quicker than we thought. And I think it could be, again, the beginning of, what potentially could be the next run, because the other thing we haven't discussed it, this is not one or two years with an option. This is a three-year deal with an option for a fourth. So he's giving the Lakers a little more time to build it around him.
0: Let's take a quick break to pay the bills. He's Al Renato. I'm John Lund. We'll be right back with the new report, old report here on Sports Radio America. We welcome you back. I'm John Lund. He's Al Renato, and this is the new report, old report. A little breaking news as we're recording to pause our conversation briefly. The second best villain of LeBron James alongside Draymond Green, who was that villain with the Indiana Pacers, Mr. Lance Stevenson, has agreed to join the Los Angeles Lakers. According to Chris Haynes, how's that? If you can't beat them, join them. The Lakers uh, are a destination again.
1: <laughs> is that official?
0: This is from Chris Haynes that they've agreed. So there hasn't been the official signings yet. But Brian well, Windhorst retweeted like, I like it. So. The
1: Pope, I like the Pope signing better than that. Let me yeah. just put it that way. Yeah.
0: But um, how interesting now, is that?
1: <laughs> the other thing... Now, now, let's look at this. Let's take our, our, our purple and gold off, because obviously we're both used Lakers. Give me your thoughts on how this impacts the league.
0: Oh, the East is wide open now. I, I think if you're a fan of any Eastern Conference team that's a 500 club, it's like Christmas morning. It's Christmas morning not only for Eastern Conference fans but for NBA fans because we're just about guaranteed, ladies and gentlemen, that there will not be a Warriors-Cavs NBA Finals. So everybody can rejoice about that that's hated watching that for the past four years. That's gone. But now, if you're a Celtics fan, if you're a Sixers fan, if you're even a Raptors fan, I mean, they have to be the happiest of them all. You just got to get through these subpar 500 teams when it comes to the opening rounds of the Eastern conference playoffs, and then beat a couple good ones, you might get a good draw. You just got to gear up for the finals. You know, you're either going to be facing golden state, Houston, Los Angeles, and we'll throw in the Spurs. Cause you never know. And maybe don't a wild leave OKC. Out of right, I was going I was just going to say maybe a wildcard team. OKC like OKC. I,
1: I think this is huge. For the association we spoke last week about how far ahead we both believe they are of the other major sports in terms of the way their commissioner handles life today and the way he allows his players and the league allows their players to speak their minds uh to use their stardom their uh, celebrity status uh, as a podium, Uh, for speaking what they believe, Uh, which is, of course, they're right. But what I think this weekend has done overall, it it has fortified the NBA, because now let's look around. Let's let's just – LeBron comes west. He comes to the franchise of record. It puts the Lakers back on the map. Golden State is the juggernaut. Paul George stays in OKC. It keeps them strong and competitive. Uh, And, you know, they re-signed Jeremy Grant. Uh, They've got the big guy in the middle. Uh, They will be a factor. Uh, And they will also be a much more, I I think, organized, consistent, uh, thought-out factor. Because there's now some sense of, uh, security. No one's going anywhere. I think it helps the franchise. I think it helps Billy Donovan. I think it helps how they're going to play on the floor. That's a factor. Uh, Chris Paul stays home. Uh, will they resign Capella? I don't know. Trevor Reese is headed for Phoenix. Uh, but Phoenix has improved drastically through the draft. Um, so the West is going to be incredibly strong, but I think more balanced. Then in the East, LeBron is gone, and I know you said it opened it up, but you know what it opens up to in reality? It opens it up to the old wars. That's right. It opens it up to Philly and Boston like old times. They will be the two best teams in the East. Due respect to Toronto, because Boston's just going to get better, and Philly's just going to get better. And what we could have in the East is a return to the good old days. Of those legendary wars between the Sixers and the Celtics in whether or not they're the conference finals or not, depending on where they beat, but legendary playoff wars amongst those two teams. With Toronto, all right, still being a factor, with Washington and John Wall and Company, you know, being a factor. Uh we'll see what Pat Riley's got up his sleeve. The Bucs are only gonna get better. So I, I just think the association it was already in a great place despite the constant complaining of, you know, Cavs and Warriors again, Cavs and Warriors again, Cavs and Warriors again. Oh, and I left, We left, my apologies, leaving Indiana out of the mix of the East. I think everything that has happened this weekend, the biggest winner, along with the Lakers, is the league itself.
0: And what's going to get also affected, and I'm sure they cannot wait, television providers prime time NBA basketball games now starting about 1030 Eastern Standard <laughs> Time. The Lakers will be all over the television screens. If we thought, or I should say, if normal NBA fans thought it was too much already, because they do get on a lot and it wasn't necessarily warranted the past couple of years, though I enjoyed it. Now... you're asking for a lot of late nights from some people because they're going to get a lot of basketball games. And this changes really the course of what a lot of schedules will look like. You're not going to see the Cavs playing on Christmas. Now you're going to see probably the Warriors play the Lakers or something to the likes of that. Or maybe they'll have them play the Celtics. So LeBron goes back up with Kyrie. The storylines now are tenfold just based on the past couple of days and that goes along perfectly with your point as to where the association now is and will be in the next upcoming weeks it's incredible how much 48 hours can change an entire league not just and, the respective teams
1: and the ironic thing about that is only one major player moved
0: that's right everybody else stuck around it's,
1: it's it's the biggest fish that moved but look at the impact his move and everybody else staying put has very, very, very dramatic. Very dramatic. Can't wait. Can't
0: we wait. can touch on Cleveland briefly as well because now there's not as large of a microscope on them, but they have some decisions to make now. Dan Gilbert, who doesn't necessarily like LeBron James, and in his heart of hearts, probably doesn't mind him leaving because I think he thinks it won't be that big of a deal and they'll be okay. What does Cleveland do now? is it time to just jump ship and completely rebuild? Or is Dan Gilbert going to think that maybe he can bring in one or two more pieces and use Kevin Love and Jr and run it back and hope for the best?
1: Well, they still have a lot of good players. I mean people always thought, you know, he's got nobody around got, Kevin Love's a really good player. He's a really good player. The sexton kid who they drafted I love I, I he was my favorite point guard in the draft um, I think he has a chance to be really good uh, Thompson's uh, excellent rebounding and defensive forward uh, George Hill's a good player he missed the biggest free throw of his life but you know he, he's a good player uh, the Laker kids and, and again here's where the Ironman strikes um, we always wonder would the Lakers making this trade Cleveland to help LeBron in the short run, help them in the long run, and wouldn't it be ironic if he wound up going from Cleveland to the Lakers because of a trade of players from the Lakers to Cleveland opened up the cap space for him to come, and that's in essence what happened. Um, How much more of an impact will Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. play uh, now that they'll probably uh, certainly Clarkson will will see the ball more? Uh, Can he be you know, a, a 20 point a game score for them uh, playing on a regular basis, uh, you know, cause they're, they're going to need, they got, they got a lot of points they got to replace. Um, you know, is, is hood if resigned going to be impactful for them can love go back to basically his Minnesota numbers, you know, of 25 and 15 every night because they'll need them. They'll need more points. Um, you know, can Tyron Lue coach without LeBron James? A lot of questions. But again, they are in the East, not in the West. So I don't, if they stay healthy, I expect them to be a playoff team. Uh, Not a two-seed or a three-seed, but I I think, you know, you're going to see a big jumble. I think you could see, you know, four through eight uh, being like the West was last year. Where, you know, we came down the last couple days and we didn't know who was going to be five and we didn't know who was going to be eight. I could see that being the case in the East this year.
0: Before we take a bigger look at the Western Conference, I think we can both take a couple minutes as Lakers fans. And for Laker fandom, though, we should never speak for an entire fan base, but I'm sure a lot of fans will feel a similar feeling. How will you now feel rooting for LeBron James on these Los Angeles Lakers, regardless of a playoff run or an NBA Finals? we'll keep it to the day-to-day of the NBA regular season. He's now going to be the guy, obviously, that is going to be getting Lakers, hopefully, wins. That's going to be a different feeling altogether. Having to root for LeBron James, not just as a player with the Cavs against those villainous Warriors, but now as the player on your favorite team.
1: It's going to be a big adjustment, because I've, (laughs) I've, I've, I've basically spent his entire career rooting against him. Uh, at every venue he's been in, whenever he's been there, uh, he was drafted ahead of my guy, Carmelo Anthony from Syracuse for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, I, I always rooted for you know, Carmelo when they went mano a mano, uh, when Carmelo was, uh, you know, was in his prime years with the Knicks, uh, and obviously his best years with the Nuggets, um. I always rooted against him in Miami. I didn't like the carpetbagger scenario. And then there's always been, you know, the Kobe comparison and the rings uh, I Forget the Michael comparison. Cause there isn't one, but you know, five rings for Kobe uh, in seven appearances, still only three for him uh, You know, in nine appearances. Now <laughs> there's at least a, a-, a good chance uh, that he can actually catch Kobe's five rings. Um, am I ever going to root wildly and, uh, just totally emotionally like a loon for LeBron James as a Laker. No, I can't, I I can't be that two-faced. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'll root for the Lakers. You know, will I root for him to make shots in a big spot? Of course not. Um, you know, do I want him to be the greatest of all time? You know, uh, on our watch, because he came to us? No, and he won't be. He never will be. Um, it would be a double-edged sword if if he wound up with more rings than Kobe and Magic, uh, because he came to us. Uh, but it, it would, the championships with LeBron will not be the same as they were with the first one I, I experienced with Jerry West and Will and uh and gail goodrich and the 33 game winning streak uh, and you know and then the five with magic and the five with kobe any with lebron will be
0: different agreed i don't think they could ever be the same and as you know i've experienced something similar to this as a fan of a specific team when peyton manning was signed by john elway and joined the denver broncos and then led them to a super bowl and listeners are probably like this asshole with his favorite teams Listen to episode one from last week, and you at least see why I have an affinity for. the I teams can even that I say do. that was different. Though oh, he especially- was accepted with open arms, and it it was nothing like this. I think the year off had a lot to do with it, but it didn't feel like he was a traitor.
1: And they and, and, they, and they and they almost kicked him. They kicked him out of town. I mean, right. Exactly. They, they,
0: they, exactly. They said goodbye. It, he he had to sign somewhere else. There was right. no if, ands, or buts. And then when
1: he, and then when he did win it again, you know, it's not like, I mean, when he had the huge year and they got pasted by Seattle, but you know, the deal, I mean, he managed that team, right? I'm not going to say they wouldn't have won it without him because they may not have because he managed that team brilliantly. He was a shadow of himself. He could barely get the ball 30, 40 yards down the field, but he still led big drives with his guile and some big throws. And, you know, if you're an NFL fan, you were happy for him as I was. Um, LeBron's always a different story because LeBron has always, you know, been in my mind a carpetbagger. Um, but as I said, this time it's a different story because he doesn't go to a ready-made team, you know, of champions or chasing a championship uh by going to a team that has players that he's hand-packed or players that he had to have be there before he got there.
0: I think what would help me, and I don't want to say purest Laker fans, but the majority yes, of Lakers you fans as it. well. Say it,
1: say it. Purists, we're purists. Purists. We're, we are. We are unabashed Laker cheerleader, top of the mountain. We think we're the best. Purest fans. We want our championships to be won the right way. Oh, Shaq came as yeah. Shaq came as a free agent, but we didn't steal him from anybody. Right, he came west voluntarily. He didn't leave a gonner squad. He left a he left a team. He left a an Orlando team that was better than the team he went to.
0: I think the best thing LeBron could do to win, quote unquote, the right way in LA is do it with the squad they have now. Because that's if, how
1: you're going to win. That's how you're going to win, Laker heart. If
0: he carried. In a way, those young guys to a championship, and it was the guys that we've already had the pleasure of a couple of years to watch play, to watch them grow up in front of our eyes to use a terrible pun with LeBron James, and they all won with him, Randall and even Lonzo and Kuzma, etc. If it was that squad with LeBron and a couple other pieces here and there, like Lance Stevenson or the great the great Contavious caldwell pope whose name I will enjoy saying out loud. That's, I think, the best way he could do it. If it happens where he brings in Kawhi, he brings in Cousins, he brings in X, he brings in Y, bigger name guys, they're going to need to bring in a couple pieces here and there, role player players, but not big names. That's, I think, his best case scenario. And I'm not saying that he should do this. I mean, as of now... I don't think it's going to be easy for him to take the reins like we at least assumed he did in Cleveland when it came to decision-making and who was going to play where and who he wanted on the team. I don't think Magic Johnson and the great Genie Buss will have as free of a leash with that. He'll obviously have some say in decisions, as he should, but I think if he's going to do it the right way, if he wants to win Lakers fans' hearts... He's going to be stuck with this crew, really, aside from a couple pieces here and there. Now, I don't know if they're they're capable of winning. I don't know if maybe, as we mentioned, this is the year that he just tries this to see how it goes. And then maybe next year they can bring in different pieces and he'll have at least that built-in excuse of, well, we, we tried it with this squad. Unfortunately, we need a couple more pieces. I think Lakers fans could even buy into that upon seeing an 82-game season with who they currently have. But he can write his history in L.A. straightforward already, doing it the right way, in quotes, by just going out with who's currently on the team and seeing where they stand. And that that's also a question. You could respond to that, obviously. But the bigger picture for the West is, on paper now, this Lakers squad, where do they land in the playoff run? Are they top three, top four, I'd assume they're at least going to get into the playoffs. Where do you think they stand now as is when it comes to the Western Conference?
1: I certainly think they're a playoff team. I certainly think they're a playoff team. It's hard to say no to LeBron.
0: It really is. Because
1: um, of the way the game is played now, the interchangeable pieces that they have You know, you're a smart kid. You know what the deal is. Everybody is, you know, between 6'5 and 6'9. And you want guys who can space the floor, play three positions, and guard three to four positions. And the Lakers have a multitude of players who can do that. Even Lonzo Ball was much better defensively last year than I thought he was going to be. He did a credible job against some really good, because you know how many good, more than good, some even great point guards there are in the West. And he did a pretty incredible job against a lot of those point guards defensively. Um, but with the rest of those pieces, Caldwell a very good defender, uh, you know, six foot three, six foot four Randall, six foot five, six foot six uh, jumping jack rebounders gets the glass on both ends, can defend multiple positions. Kuzma can defend multiple positions. Ingram can defend multiple positions. So you have, uh, a legion of young players that can do that. You just brought in a kid from Michigan who, believe it or not, that was the guy I wanted them to pick. That was the guy I wanted them to pick. Uh, I, I was hoping they would trade up that last year to get marketing from Arizona. I, I think he's not as good as marketing, but he's kind of a poor man's market. He's, he's bigger and stronger, but he doesn't have that kind of range, but he's got that ability. He can be a stretch four, and he's fearless. He plays hard uh he's not afraid. Uh he's got a good stroke. He's athletic. Uh it's a perfect fit for the kind of game that the NBA has become and I love the way he will fit into this team. So they're going to have youth, they're going to have athleticism, they're going to have versatility and they're going to have still the best player in the world at the center of it. The interesting spot or I should say scenario for me is twofold. Number 1, um He's ball dominant. Lonzo Ball is not a play off the ball guy. So no matter what the scenario, if Lonzo Ball is going to be on this team with him, is LeBron going to play off the ball much more than he has in years past, probably since when he was with Dwayne Wade? And number two, since the Lakers really don't have, although the day of the big is almost gone, but they really don't have an experienced, big man since Lopez is, is gone and Wagner is just a kid how much more now in terms of the way this team is built and also to simply rest while he's playing will we see LeBron in the box with his back to the basket and that other phase of his game uh that has developed as he's gotten older how much more will will we see that on a not you know a, a one in eight trips, but maybe half the time the Lakers have the ball when we see LeBron down in the box uh, with LeVar Ball running the offense. It's going to be very interesting to see what Luke Walton is going to do in that regard, if the personnel stays the same, how they're going to do how LeBron's going to want to deal with it. Because, you know, he's at the stage now where, you know, I don't think he wants to go out and play 42 minutes a game for this Lakers team. Uh, And hopefully he won't have to because of the depth and the versatility the way he did in Cleveland. And that's another thing uh, that I think is one of the reasons he came, because he needs to rest. He can't rest in Cleveland. Even though this team has young pieces with not a lot of experience that hasn't made the playoffs, I think this team is going to allow him to get more rest. I think that's going to be very important.
0: Let's take a quick break to pay the bills. He's Al Renato. I'm John Lund. We'll be right back with the new report, old report here on Sports Radio America. We welcome you back. I'm John Lund. He's Al Renato, and this is the new report, old report. That's another interesting aspect to this as well is how long it takes him to find some fluidity with this team. We remember what happened when he went to Miami. Didn't happen in the first year. Lakers fans... Well, they, did,
1: they did still go to the finals.
0: That is true. <laughs> they, they, they didn't do that badly, but... Lakers fans are going to expect a championship year one, as we know.
1: I I don't think they are. And I, I don't. I don't think. I don't. As constructed, I don't think Laker fans are going to expect a champion.
0: Hopefully not, because I think Laker fans. Everybody else will stuck be around. Thrilled.
1: I think Laker fans, as constructed as it presently sits, and I know it's not a finished, uh a a, a, a finished portrait yet, but I, I think, barring another huge acquisition. Uh, I think Lakers fans will be thrilled to be relevant, A, be in the postseason, and B, be relevant in the postseason again.
0: The summer of LeBron is off to quite the start, and it's only as we record this, July 1st, and he'll be the main storyline seemingly as he, for always, weeks
1: as, he always is.
0: as he always is now with purple and gold to go along with it and storylines will continue as the team continues to get formed and we haven't even heard from him yet speaking about what he thinks the future will be we haven't heard from anybody as of this recording as far as Magic Johnson or the younger players have tweeted their regards as they should and their excitement whether or not they end up playing on the same team as him is still yet to be seen but Quite the breaking news to end the weekend of NBA free agency, which was somewhat exciting. But if you just put everything up to chalk that the big names would stay put, you would have did pretty well for yourself aside from LeBron. You mentioned already Paul George is staying in Oklahoma City. Russell Westbrook apparently left his family vacation in Hawaii to fly back home to host this little shindig where Paul George announced to those present that he was staying home, quote unquote. Let's do this. Let's win one. Paul George, basically, or Chris Paul, I should say, basically a run it back, same teams, sticking around in Houston, not making life any easier for LeBron coming over to LA when these teams that have been incredible the past couple of years are going to be right there again. Any surprises to you with those two big names staying or NBA free agency in general? There, there really wasn't any... Huge moves. DeAndre Jordan finally deciding to go to Dallas. There was no Twitter beefs and, and sabotaging him in his own home to get him to stay with Los Angeles. Nice pieces here and there, but I, I think the bigger names, the biggest names that we thought could potentially move stuck around in being KD signing an extension to stay with Golden State, Paul George sticking around, and Chris Paul sticking around with the Rockets.
1: Yeah, the, the the biggest surprise to me was uh, was George. I, I did think he was coming to L.A. despite the rumors to the contrary. Uh, down the stretch, uh, I, I really thought he was going to come uh, because it was his dream to be a Laker. Um, so I was very surprised by that. Uh, that was the ideal world for me to have my cake and eat it too as a Laker fan, get the top uh, a top free agent, have it not be LeBron, so I could still root against, him. <laughs> and then build the way i want to build uh we got the biggest fish so i was 0 for 2 i never thought chris paul was leaving he's not getting 160 million dollars over four years anybody else anywhere else um i i am very curious to see and obviously we know kd was never gonna leave um cousins really is is the 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 one that's left for me that's going to be intriguing because we know what his skill set is but we also know he's coming off a terrible injury. Uh, I, I think probably the worst injury you could have uh, as an NBA player, uh, even worse than an ACL. I think an Achilles is even worse. Um, and he's not, he's a nimble guy, but he's not a guy, he carries a lot of weight. Um, so I'm, I'm very curious to see w- If he's going to stay in New Orleans or not, and no matter where he goes, the length of the deal he's going to get, because, you know, I don't, you know, the, you know, the deal, they look at these medicals up and down, but you haven't seen him on the court and you're basically going to sign him before you really get a a great look at him on the court in NBA action. You know, he's not going to be signed in August, you know, at least I don't think so. I think he's going to be signed sooner than later and no matter where that is you're not going to get a great look um at how he is against uh you know top flight competition up and down on a court for 35 38 minutes so is it is it a stay home deal with the pelicans is it you know an opt out deal with the pelicans or somebody else uh, how much money on that deal that to me is the next big Uh, question in terms of free agency really only the last big really the the last one that's left uh as far as i'm
0: concerned i'm going to pause my paul george commentary because there's more breaking news in los angeles i wish we had a breaking news sounder i can put that in posted editing and people think that i'm ready to go to the soundboard Is
1: is is this clipper news
0: this is chris haynes reporting More Los Angeles Lakers news. Free agent center JaVale McGee and the Lakers have reached an agreement on a deal. Sources say it's a one-year minimum deal to pry him away from From Golden State. State. So the man who was most compared to Kobe Bryant in LeBron James and the man who Shaquille O'Neal mercilessly picks on and shacked in full are now Los Angeles Lakers in the same day. What a great <laughs> to be alive this is. JaVale McGee, <laughs> Lance Stevenson, LeVar Ball in the stands, all in Los Angeles. Everybody's coming home. Showtime returns.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's for the right reasons and what kind of show it's going to be. But Showtime is back. Uh, oh, my goodness.
0: If we can get uh, Rajan Rondo, maybe, to come over <laughs> as a backup point guard, we might as well just get everybody to come in. Uh, the The list can go on. We should just keep doing this show for the next two or three hours to see what other see breaking what news happens. is going to happen, right? <laughs> we might have to do an addendum tomorrow morning at, like, 8 a.m. I mean, if we keep rolling here, they may make that big deal. This is unbelievable. With San Antonio before the show's over. So to get to Paul George, I, I, I mean, there was going to be jokes later on to end the show of who the Lakers might bring in as to fill in the void and other free agents they'd sign. And the jokes have been made as the show has continued. Not to even say that I, I hate those signings. Maybe they'll work. I I mean, in the right formula, with the right team, JaVale McGee sort of had a resurgence to his career in Golden State coming off the bench for them. He played great for them. He played very well. And we know Lance Stevenson can... He's not afraid of anybody. We can at least say that. So... I don't know how they're gonna mesh with LeBron James. Now him
1: and LeBron are gonna be on the court at the same time? Or not?
0: Is Lance still gonna like <laughs> give it to him during the plays? Like fake pass it to him and shoot shoot up a three instead? It's well, you know, be we won a
1: championship with Ron Artest.
0: Yeah. Well he 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 won the he won the game for the Lakers. He hit he hit the big shot. It wasn't Kobe.
1: Big shots, big shots, more than one, more than one. But he
0: he hit the gamer. Um. So we need somebody. Good. There was Robert Ory. There was Ron Artest. We're, we're going to need somebody. Might as well be Lance Stevenson, I guess.
1: Well, what Lance Stevenson kind of takes over the persona from Ron. He'll be the character. That's but true. I guess, I guess McGee could fall, fall in that category as
0: well. LeBron's going to have to pass it to somebody in crunch time. It, it, it might as well be one of those guys. Now, if they could bring Swaggy P back, we're Please, in. no. We've got it all. We've Please. got it all. Uh, quickly on Paul George... That's the unfortunate part of putting too much stock in what the media is saying and the reports and the meetings. And I know that they're doing their job, but even for them, it it has to be incredibly frustrating to hear all the rumors from sources, to maybe know what's actually going on, but have to report something else and lead us all to believe that Paul George was coming to LA. It was almost written in stone based on what he said, based on the documentary that ESPN showed leading up to what his decision would be, and based on the reports. And then he ends up staying in Oklahoma City. You have to remember, it's his money. It's his future. This is where he wants to be. And I think he's in a position now where he doesn't have to be the guy. If things go wrong... Everybody's still gonna blame Russ. So he can have that Carmelo Anthony esque role that Carmelo is going to continue to have where they don't have a good game, it's on Russ. You didn't get and them the to, ball enough, you didn't do well enough, they don't have any of the pressure that they would have, especially and now
1: to now. his to his credit, it does it wasn't another one of these opt out deals. Right. This is this is four years with an option. To extend for another three and turn it into a seven year deal. So there's no, you know, okay, I came back, but I can leave after a year or two years and go to LA. I'm here for my prime years. And that's cool by me. I'm not pissed at Paul George. Am I disappointed in become a Laker? Yes. But I'm not I'm never pissed at a guy when he
0: stays
1: where he is and commits. And he's committed. So that's cool.
0: Well, that about wraps up another show. And as I expected, or at least felt last week, the NBA free agency Soiree would be able to drive a 55-minute here and there show. Not only did it drive that, once LeBron has anything happen to him, he alone can drive a show for not just one show, but for a month's worth. So we'll still have and, and our plenty apologies,
1: to our, our apologies to the listening audience. But this one, all right, was filled with purple and glittery Laker forum gold. A little bit. A little bit. We apologize to those who who don't quite understand the passion uh, for the franchise of record, but we both have it. And tonight, uh, it's been a while since we've had a chance to flaunt it. So, uh, forgive
0: us. All I have to say to close is I hope Brian Windhorst and Dave McMiniman stock up on some sunscreen because, baby... They're coming to LA.
1: (laughs) I assume they are moving west. Find the real estate. Find yourself a good real estate agent. And Brian Windhorst, especially, bring plenty of sunscreen.
0: We'll be back next Monday night, eight p.m. Eastern Time, here on Sports Radio America. You can listen at SportsRadioAmerica.com and interact with the show there as well, or find us on the TuneIn app by searching for Sports Radio America. You can also follow John Lund under the same handle on Twitter at London Bridge. Thanks again for listening.